It's Wednesday, April 15th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, the numbers are in, and surprise, retail sales in the U.S. are down by record numbers. We'll tell you why this signals a double hit to the economy. Then President Trump says he's halting funding to the World Health Organization. We'll dive into what this could mean for its crisis efforts around the world. And finally, we'll explain why a new government bailout to help airlines impacts us, too. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're going to help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. This morning, we got a new report from the U.S. Commerce Department about your empty shopping cart. Retail sales for the month of March suffered a record drop, plunging 8.7%. That's more than double what it was during the worst of the 2008 financial crisis. So why did this drop in retail sales get so much attention today? Well, since the COVID-19 pandemic started, we've been watching all kinds of signs to see how the economy is being affected. And it turns out, retail makes up a big share of the U.S. economy. About one in 10 jobs is a retail job. It's the second largest employer behind healthcare. According to one study, the majority of certain retail jobs are filled by millennials. Since retail is one of the industries being hit hardest by the pandemic, this drop in retail sales may already be impacting you personally. But even if you don't work in retail, you should know that the sales drop is not a good sign for the economy. More than two thirds of economic activity in the US is from people literally buying things. So some economists say the data coming out of this report makes them more confident that we're entering a deep recession. And today's data doesn't even tell the full story since most stores across the country didn't close until the end of March or beginning of April. So April's number could be even worse than today's. Basically, this retail news is not great and a sign of not great things to come. But there are some ways you can prepare, specifically for a recession. For more on that, head on over to theskim.com recessions. Our second headline today involves the World Health Organization, aka the WHO. We told you last week about President Trump's threats to pull funding from the International Public Health Agency. Well, yesterday, he said he's actually going to do it. The reality is that the WHO failed to adequately obtain, vet, and share information in a timely and transparent fashion. This stems from allegations that the WHO has been too close to China throughout the pandemic, who the U.S. intelligence reportedly accuses of fudging COVID-19 case numbers. Some leaders agree that the WHO hasn't handled the pandemic perfectly, but still, they say Trump's not making the right decision. From thought leaders like Bill Gates to political leaders and heads of major medical associations around the world, they're all calling this move to withhold this funding dangerous and extremely problematic. Here's why. The WHO is already historically underfunded, and the U.S. is its single biggest funder. Over a seventh of the WHO's recent funding can be traced back to the U.S. government. It's not entirely clear what the specific impact the U.S. halting money like this would have. But even when it's not leading the global fight against a pandemic, the WHO helps to provide tests, research and develop vaccines, and get protective equipment to medical workers around the world. So suddenly losing a huge chunk of their funding is not great. The WHO's director, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said today, they're still figuring out how specifically this holdup could impact their work. 
WHO is reviewing the impact of our work of any withdrawal of U.S. funding and will work with our partners to fill any financial gaps we face and to ensure our work continues uninterrupted. Remember, pandemics, by definition, don't stop at a single country's borders. So some experts and business leaders are warning that if the WHO has less resources on hand, it can make the global fight against COVID-19 harder in the long run. Which brings us to our third big story of the day. In the U.S., a big industry bailout is underway, and the lucky winner is... Ticket, please! Airlines. After a week of negotiations, Delta, American, and eight other companies will be given billions of dollars in federal aid. Here's President Trump yesterday. This agreement will fully support airline industry workers, preserve the vital role airlines play in our economy, and protect taxpayers. Our airlines are now in good shape. Here's how it works. Airlines will split up $25 billion to keep paying employees and providing benefits, at least through September. And this could go a long way. The industry employs about 750,000 people. If you're wondering, wait, why do airlines get a bailout as opposed to some other businesses also hurting right now? Well, keep in mind, the airline industry was one of the first to be impacted by the pandemic. Remember, a month ago, the State Department told us to not travel abroad. Some domestic flights are still going, but now a lot of us aren't even venturing further than the grocery store. And the government has a history of helping out airlines in rough times, like after 9-11, in part because it sees airlines as a public necessity. We need planes to keep the economy going, to make sure people and goods get to where they need to go. And airlines are especially vulnerable in downturns like this because they have low margins, meaning they don't have a lot of savings to fall back on. Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, says, ultimately, this is a good deal for taxpayers because airlines have to pay about a third of this money back. But TBD if airline passengers can still get their money back for flights canceled because of COVID-19. Many are actually filing lawsuits right now to try to get refunds. Basically, this bailout is about helping airlines get through the next few months intact without having to downsize. Because even if you aren't booking any flights anytime soon, you might want to after the worst of this is over. But some industry reps say this bailout has too many strings attached that could end up leading to huge layoffs anyway. Like we said, there's a lot happening right now. To keep up to date on the latest news about COVID-19, head on over to theskim.com slash COVID updates. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about a man on a mission. The UK's National Health Service has been on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. And this week, they got a boost from a British Army World War II veteran named Tom Moore, who tried to raise money for the healthcare workers by doing laps in his backyard. Oh, and did we mention this was for his 100th birthday? Tom set out to raise money for the workers as a thank you for helping with his cancer treatment and when he had a broken hip. He hoped to raise a thousand pounds, and well, he ended up raising more than eight million pounds, or over ten million dollars. Here he is on BBC News. Completely out of this world. Thank it's... you so much for all you people who subscribe to the National Health Service, because for every penny that we get, they deserve every one of it. 
Tom's birthday isn't actually happening for another couple weeks, but even though he's surpassed his goal by a mile, or kilometer, he's not done yet. Tom says he's planning to do another 100 laps. No matter your situation, sometimes you just need to press pause. And every week, we're sending out an email with some of our favorite things to help you take a break. To sign up, head on over to theskim.com slash press pause. Before we go, we want to tell you about something we heard on our other podcast, Skimmed from the Couch. This week, our co-founders and co-CEOs, Carly and Danielle, sat down with Ratna Stevens, who walked us through how she and her husband grew a local vegetarian restaurant into the organic food empire, Nature's Path. So she definitely knows a thing or two about starting from the ground up. In her experience, the key to creating business longevity is to invest in employees. Sustainability means total sustainability. It includes social responsibility and environmental sustainability. Sustainability to me also, look after our people, give them a purpose, help them learn or guide them what is best for the planet and for the society that we live in. Make sure they're well paid, make sure they're looked after, make sure they're part of the family, to hear more, you can download this episode of Skim from the Couch on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we want to hear your shout outs. Maybe it's a message for a friend working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic or a loved one who you can't physically meet up with right now. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail. For more updates throughout the day and over the weekend, follow us on Instagram at The Skim. <laughs>